absolutely boat race. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple of football games tonight. They pushed that one. The Bills were supposed to be the appetizer. Yeah, the new game yesterday. Yeah, but they had to push that due to the snow that was a day behind us. So uh, that game is like late this afternoon. 3.30. And you got night game tonight as well. While all of that is going on, the sport that is politics and the first poll that actually counts for something is tonight, the Iowa caucuses. And we're going live to Iowa right now, TMJ4. Chief political reporter Charles Benson has been in Iowa for days. Morning, Charles. What do you got, like 10, 11 below where you are? Yeah, it's really cold. But yeah, you're (laughs) right. I'm here in Iowa for the biggest political game uh, in the country right now. But I've missed the two biggest games in Wisconsin, right? The, The Packers game and that Bucks game. But, you know, I was thinking about today and what might happen here in Iowa. And I'm thinking, well, it could be like the Packers game. It could be a blowout here for uh, the former president, Donald Trump. He is dominating in the poll. He is way ahead of his competitors. But there are others because it's going to be so cold here. Uh, that turnout is so unpredictable. And Ron DeSantis has really put a lot into this campaign, uh, the Florida governor going to all 99 counties. So does he pull off a game time, game time, you know, close second or even an upset here? No one's really sort of saying that, but that's what's the unknown here, given how cold it is. And caucus night is really a lot different than what we have up there in Wisconsin with a primary. You got to show up tonight at seven o'clock, whether it's the local school or the local library or in some rural areas even someone's home. And that's what makes this process so different. I wondered, Charles, if because it's such a lopsided poll right now, it looks like Trump is leading by so much, if the weather potentially could hurt him, given that someone might not want to go out, well, he's already up by a bunch, I'm not going to go out because it's eight below right now. Right, that's always the case. You know, when people see these polls and they're like, hey, you know, the person you're supporting looks well ahead and you're like, OK, so uh, I could stay home. Uh, he's trying to make sure people don't do that uh, in his closing argument here. All the candidates are saying, look, this is your chance. And by the way, uh, you know, Iowans, the one thing I have known being here several times, they take this commitment serious. They really feel it's important. They do want to send a message. They want to be the first in the nation to sort of take a look at this. And as we know, whatever happens here, this is the beginning. The end for all these candidates is in Milwaukee to see who gets the nomination for the Republican National Convention in July. Talking with chief political reporter for TMJ4 News, Charles Benson in Iowa this morning. Can you backfill a little bit, Charles, and just explain how caucuses work, why Iowa does it this way, and then what time we might actually start seeing results here for the rest of the nation? Yes. So first of all, it's a tradition. They've done it forever here. And there's different types of caucuses. There's the Democrats that caucus one way and the Republicans that caucus the other way. Since we're at the Republican caucus and that's where there is the the competitive race here. Right, right. Uh, what happens is people show up at a room uh, at a place at seven o'clock at night and someone in the audience, it could be your neighbor, it could be your spouse. Someone gets up and makes a pitch 
for a particular candidate. And by the way, a candidate can also be there to make that pitch. Now, they're not able to get around all these different places, but it can happen. And then this is the interesting part. They can have a pad of paper and then start ripping off little pieces of paper, and you write down your name of the person you want to be the candidate. That's your ballot. You write it on a piece of paper, you hand it in, and they start counting. So that's what makes it kind of different and awkward, right? There's no ballot. There's no sort of a machine there to, to put it in. And then they start counting. So when, we, when will we get results? 8.30, You know, that's what we're hoping. And hey, real quick on that. So do, do these individual meetings, Charles, report out percentages yeah. or does someone oh. win the room? Um, I believe they report out whatever the results are and then someone else is calculating them all. Right. OK. You know, in a in a bigger room. In a bigger room. Uh, <laughs> in terms of what's at stake. All right. Let's say as we. Barring the unforeseen, Trump wins in a boat race in terms of first place. The battle for second place, the biggest upset at all uh, of all would be Vivek Ramaswamy coming up and finishing third, perhaps. But the battle really between DeSantis and Haley. You spent some time with uh, former Ambassador Haley yesterday. How is she feeling about uh, her potential of finishing second, and how important would that be for her? That will be extremely important. It's extremely important for Ron DeSantis, and it's ex- Important for Vivek Ramaswamy. Look, I think they're trying to make this a two-person race. They know Trump is the front runner here, has a pretty sizable lead, at least in Iowa. They all go to New Hampshire after this. Then South Carolina pops up here about a month away. So the question is, how long is this runway going to be? Uh, Does it get all the way to Super Tuesday? Does it get all the way to Wisconsin in April? That's what's the big unknown here. And I think what Iowa could potentially tell us is who are the top, two or three candidates that can go forward. For Nikki Haley, she feels like she's moving, got momentum. She's been up again in the polls, the most recent ones here in Iowa. But some of the enthusiasm gap for her is a lot higher compared to Trump and DeSantis. So on this cold night, do they come out for her? And that will be what she's going to be watching tonight. But she knows she's going to New Hampshire, where she's doing much better, has a stronger chance at either a very, very close second or a potential win for DeSantis. He's put so much in this. The expectations are high. A strong finish, strong second would be really, really important. Charles, you should make the pitch to the bosses there at TMJ4 News that for whatever political purpose you need to go to San Francisco next weekend. Big news in San Francisco, <laughs> right? Political news, yes. Yeah, yes. on Saturday yeah. especially. And I've, I've done one NFC championship game there, uh, and that's when the Packers won to go to that next Super Bowl. Uh, down there in San Diego. So, hey, I'm all up for San Fran. Hey, really appreciate it, Charles. Uh, I know you got a busy day ahead. Thanks for checking in. You're welcome. Charles Benson live with us from Iowa this morning. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Come with me now. We're just talking, too, in terms of... You always love to have a home playoff game, and that's great for the economy in Green Bay. It's great for the fans and whatever, but... For the players and for the result of what we hope ultimately happens with the Packers, man, I didn't want to see him playing there I, yesterday. You can't tell me that they want to play at home. I think they're <laughs> right. good playing in some of these other climates. Put the tarp on. We'll see you in late July for family yeah. night like at Lambeau Field. No way they wanted to be out there no. yesterday afternoon in Not Green no. Bay.
And then you look ahead. I mean, it's not like the weather's going to be great. You'd, you'd have temperatures likely in the teens for Saturday or Sunday, dropping down in the single digits if we did, in fact, have a Saturday nighter at Lambeau Field. And you could have a fairly comfortable game Saturday night in San Francisco, and then if all things go well, could potentially play at Ford Field right? the following week. Other option would be, I suppose, if Tampa upsets the world and makes a run here, or or you're in Philadelphia where you could freeze. Yeah, that could be bad. I don't see Philly. I don't know. I I you do you I'm see you sure think yet. they beat Tampa? I think they beat Tampa. Yes, and then they go to Ford Field in Detroit. And in that lose. one, I don't know. They don't lose know. there. I'd have to think on that one. I I got some time to think about. Either way, with exception of Philadelphia, <laughs> like wherever the Packers will have an opportunity to play, provided we extend past this coming Saturday, yeah. it's going to be better weather than we would have had. So. I think that works out just fine for our team. In terms of our bitter cold, as we said, wind chills dipping down to 30 below today and the same thing tomorrow. Feel for these folks who are still without power. You got, what was the latest, about 6,500? Yeah, and they've been whittling away at that quite a bit even this morning. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. National holiday today, observing the life and contributions of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I go back and forth in terms of what we should play from Dr. King and all his speeches. Like, there's part of me that says, boy, that's the one that you hear over and over again, the I have a dream speech. You know, should we find a deeper cut? Should we do other things? But then again, there are some pretty good speeches out there. But then I hear you in the back, play the hits. (laughs) (laughs) You know, is there... A greater speech, you know, from Dr. King, the one that set the stage for everything that happened in the 60s and the civil rights movement and all those things. So today we played. And a lot going on in Milwaukee today, including uh, the YMCA breakfast is taking place right now. It's 27th annual. Uh, The Truth's uh, Telly Hughes, who you hear on Wisconsin's Morning News from time to time, he was there. He's there right now. And he says uh, that they're hoping the message of unity is resonating with the young folks. I'm hopeful every year that, I mean, this day is not just a day off from school. I hope that the younger generation pay attention and really understand what he was doing in the era he was doing it. That's why I actually, you know, I go back and forth on whether or not it's a good idea to have students not in school today. I appreciate wanting to honor and respect the holiday. The same token, it's like, what would Dr. King have wanted? Maybe the kids are in there learning about him, learning about his message, maybe do a full day around all of that. So whatever your school district has done right, I did like what Telly said. I hope you find an occasion to at least think about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today. You know, for me, in terms of one of the most impactful things I ever did in high school, and I was a Tosi East kid and I had a great speech teacher. Uh, Craig Streff was a speech teacher, and one of our exercises was we had to do a speech. We had to write and then deliver a speech in someone else's voice. And I've told this story before, but it was it moved me. It changed me. It was a great assignment. And you could pick anyone. You know, you could pick uh, Queen Abraham Elizabeth, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, right? And then the drill was write the speech in that person's voice. How you believe, having read that person's speeches or remarks, how would that yeah. person have written that? And then had a chance to go out and deliver it. And I chose Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because he was an inspiring speaker with an amazing message that I believed in and that resonated with me. But I think in terms of, you know, Telly mentioned today, like one thing they'll do is take stock in like, you know, like the dream-o-meter. Where are we at in terms of what he laid out in the early 1960s? Where are we at in terms of achieving that dream? And 
you know, if you look at the late 80s or early 90s, the fact that a suburban white kid chose Dr. Martin Luther King for the voice in which to write his speech, I thought that was progress. You know, to me, it wasn't about like, didn't even occur to me he's a black man or white. It just he's a guy I was inspired by. It just made sense. I thought this is great. And uh, that's every day on this day that that continues to speak to me. So Martin Luther King Day through the day. And uh, again, as Eric indicated, 1017 The Truth with programming through the day here, uh, just right down the hall. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. in Wisconsin's Morning News. Packers and 49ers of a 7 o'clock kick on Saturday night. Trip to the NFC Championship on the line. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Boat race. Good old-fashioned boat race. That's exactly what it was. They got tow trucks. They got snow plowed. Snow plowed. Well, I Everything like tow truck. <laughs> I like tow truck. That's new. Did you just come up with that? Uh, I threw that out there for you. Laser beamed. What else do you want? Packers Cowboys did, did get tow truck because that, that thing was broke down. That needed a tow. That's not going anywhere. You can't even push that out of traffic. Barrel roll. <laughs> they Barrel got tow truck. In. What happened? Hey, I don't know. To them. It's Okay. Well, so interesting. You made this point, and I was just too happy, be, too busy being happy. But you made this point that a lot of the focus was on how did Dallas lose, as opposed to you know what an amazing well, job Green Bay did, even during the game. Yeah. And I don't fall if, into this. You know me, but I, I do not get into the narrative of like, well, they hate the Packers. The nation or, hates the Packers. You know, I don't think Joe so. Joe and Troy hate us, but and it wasn't Joe and Troy. But you know what I mean. I, right, I, I yeah. don't usually fall for that kind of stuff. But there were a few times, like when they'd show the slow montage, it would show all the Cowboys players <laughs> all in disbelief and angry, instead of like showing Aaron Jones counting the three. Like that's what we should see is that stuff. Like those guys just. Barrel rolled them. No, I can't see enough of sad fan faces, though. Barrel rolled. Yeah, <laughs> like the you. crowd shots of people <laughs> yeah, crying. Did you see the one with like, the two kids? <gasps> there was yes. like a family of four, and one kid was a Cowboys fan, and he was just crying, on, crying. His, on his mom's lap. Got this text on the WTMJ Talk and text line. What a game. What a team. What a quarterback. Listen to the hometown calls, our local personalities, praising our team for being the youngest to win, seventh seed. You know, first uh, first seventh seed to win. Yeah. And then compared to the big guys, national team after the game, going on and on about what will Dallas do next? Who will Jerry Jones fire? Pathetic. We deserve national praise, <laughs> and we sure did not receive it. Wisconsin is proud of our team. Go Packers. We have momentum. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump I, on it. I do appreciate, though, the national conversation about just on top of the fact that the Packers did – because we've followed this team, like, where was this? Where did all this come from? All of that stuff. Yeah. That's great. But the Cowboys did look just flat stunned. Nobody cares. <laughs> stunned. <laughs> like, they got hit in the chin and then just kept getting yeah. beat up. Yeah. <laughs> looked, they looked less than average yesterday. The Packers turned them into just a bumbling, silly team. And let us not forget, and I haven't, because I was really starting to get into my Packer fandom then in the, what, early, late 80s, early 90s, right? Brett Favre in, and Ron Wolf and Reggie sure. White yep. and Mike Holmgren, that, that whole thing. And year after year after year, the Cowboys were the destroyer of dreams for the Green Bay Packers. We went there and got beat and went home. 
and they're winning championships, and we're getting beat, and we're trying, and we're trying. We just couldn't beat them. And so let's not forget that. Let's revel a little bit in what they're dealing with today. back and look at a playoff loss, uh, uh, but this uh, uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. Jimmy Johnson lost his mind at half. There's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. Felt really good about the week of preparation. Thought we matched up well. You know, we, did, we, did, we clearly picked them. Picked the wrong day to, uh, to have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my kid that because he couldn't understand why why the Packers were just steamrolling. I'm like, they're having the best day of their life right now, and the Cowboys are having the absolute worst. Like, it could not you could not have seen a, a wider juxtaposition. No kidding. And I I feel badly. I said last week, I I prefer this outcome. But sure, if we were going to lose, didn't mind losing to Coach McCarthy. Get him his. Let him get over that hump and and all that stuff because he's going to get whacked. He has to, right? Man, they win 12 games three years in a row and can't still win in matter. the playoffs, yeah. can't beat the yeah. Packers. So he's going to get fired. I remember saying that out loud. They had a shot of McCarthy, and I, I just mentioned, I, you know, like so many, I'm talking to no one. I'm just speaking out loud <laughs> during the game. I'll sometimes get that. Were you talking to someone or are you just? No, no I'm just talking. I'm like, ah, McCarthy, he's about to get whacked. One of the kids is like, what do you mean? Like, he's going to get fired. Like, probably tomorrow, if not tomorrow, this week. Then there was this, oh, well, that's sad. I'm like, well, that is sad, and I feel badly for him. Guy's got a street named after him in Green Bay. Yeah. And I like him. I think he's a good person, but he's going to get whacked. Would you hire him? Who's going to hire him? That's a good, well, give it, you know, if, if he does lose his job a couple of years from now, maybe he takes the next year off, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back around somehow. No, you don't think so? I don't know. Like, if that's, if it's eye on the prize, like, congratulations, you get to the playoffs a lot. You don't win. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. Patriots right. are looking for a coach. Yeah, yeah that's well. right. That's right. That might be a good fit. You've heard Bill Belichick floated for replacing him in Dallas. That can't work. You heard from Jerry Jones there. Jerry Jones pulls all the levers, right? You can't have he, he and Belichick uh, maybe, fighting over I, who's in charge. I mean, Belichick is getting up there, too. Maybe he wants to take it easy. Same with Jerry. Either way, I don't really care. <laughs> Either way, right. That, in fairness, ought not be today's well, story. And I should say, by the way, so you and I have made a lot of fun of uh, Lafleur over the year because there's been so many games where he's he said afterward, like, I, I, I don't know. like I, he's, yeah. he's bumbled around. He's struggled. He said they got outcoached and all that stuff. I, I must give him his due. Like yesterday's performance, I mean, that was a clinic. That was an absolute clinic. Don't ever apologize to me. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, really, really good game. Well coached, well executed. Do you everything. think maybe he was confused at midpoints in the year because he saw that he saw this potential? Well, like, this they, is the team that we could be. And granted, guys had to grow into it. The other yeah. thing is we had a full complement of a team out there, but for <laughs> What, one or two guys? AJ we had Dylan, full strength. Yeah, yeah Dylan right. was out. You're right. Everyone but was you healthy. had Aaron Jones. But, you know, like we were talking, how were they so bad against the Giants? Well, yeah, no uh, no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson. Right. Who else was out? Uh, Wicks was out. Yep, like, yep, yep. So had a I full mean, complement of guys. Going against Danny DeVito. I mean, we just did it. everything right. Like maybe, maybe what confused him in that swoon midseason was 
I this is the team I thought I had. What what's happening? Still think he needs to be in the uh, the team photo for uh, Coach of the Year. Sure, got fine. To. Coach of the Year MVP for love. By the way, all you, of you it. see who got blown out over the weekend? The Browns. <laughs> right. Had, you want to talk of the about year shipwrecked? Right. The Browns. <laughs> Boat race. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Wind chills down to 30 below through the day today, high of just 4 degrees, partly cloudy and frigid tonight, and wind chills 20 to 30 below with a low temperature of 9. One more deeply cold day, Tuesday again, just a high of 5 degrees, and then we start to warm up, <laughs> relative warm up into the mid-teens for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, Steve, I texted Vetrano after the Savage Pick 6 yesterday. Oof. Made it 27-zip before the end of the half. And I texted Vetrano, ball game. <laughs> At that point, game was over. Yeah, that's, that's the dagger, right? Almost. God. I mean, I know you didn't call until the third quarter, but that, that's cra- that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. I only watched the first half live because we had, we had to go to the, uh, the Funny Girl performance at the Marcus Center. Oh. So I watched the first half, and then we're, just before the play starts, I'm seeing, okay, updates, third quarter, update, and then they, they got out, and then I could relax and watch Funny Girl and enjoyed it. All right, nice. And then, and then watched the entire second half when I got home sure, at, at 10 you. o'clock. Yeah. How'd was, you like it? Funny Girl was amazing. This, no. this woman, the lead, <laughs> was amazing. Okay. It was, oh, you're not asking about Funny Girl. Uh, the Packers game was amazing. Uh, Jordan Love is, is a is a future star if he's not a star already. It was fun to watch, and obviously the dreaded Cowboys, America's team supposedly. Mike, I feel bad for Mike McCarthy today. Cause yeah, I, me too. I, it's not going to go, it's not gonna go no. well, I don't think. And I don't think he's a bad dude. It's just like, I don't know what it is about the Cowboys, right? When you're America's team, supposedly, I think everybody hates you, and you're going to lose games you shouldn't, you shouldn't lose. Yeah, well, and but also, like, that's a short leash there. Like you don't, yeah. you can't lose in the playoffs for very many years until they're like, all right, this isn't working. Did you see the shot when I think it was when they went up twenty-seven to nothing, and Jerry just spins around in his chair like, like I can't have my face. Don't put me yeah. on TV like oh this. Oh my right now. goodness! Yeah. I think it was the Suns are all like staring at this debacle. It was it was the perfect day for Wisconsin sports fans because the Bucks walked it off. That's right. It was unbelievable yesterday. Boat race. Absolutely. We're gonna we expanded our Monday morning quarterback for a full hour. Why not? Why not? We're gonna celebrate. Let's it's have play, some it's fun. playoffs football. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy it with Brandon Snyder after this. Good old fashioned log rolling is what it was. 